Welcome to the fucking show. And sorry, I know you guys wanted to clap, but everything I'm going to say is going to be amazing. Uh, <laughs> how do you pay, man? Uh, if you don't write checks, how do you pay these guys? Great cash, homie. Mama, there goes that man. Hello and welcome to episode 100 of Carson Sack Podcast, where we talk balls. This is a massive episode in the milestone of the sack. It is Super Bowl 56 preview, the matchup between the Los Angeles Rams and the Cincinnati Bengals. If you recall, last Super Bowl... I had two guests on, and if you recall last week's episode, um, I had teased a possible um, return of those two guests, and sitting with me here recording in the new house, a new house, we had talked about this, um, that had been a topic on the sack before, but the guests returned for Super Bowl 56 like they did last year. To my left, I have Jack Muldoon. Jack, how are we tonight? Doing great. Happy to be here. All right. And then in front of me, I have Trent Revelette. How are you doing today? Hanging in there. Hanging in there. Fantastic. You all sound extremely excited to be here. I'm <laughs> glad we're doing this. Uh, on this episode of The Sack, we have a heavy listener mail sack of questions. Uh, before we get into that, thank you very much for sending those in. Um, on my stories, I asked... And you all greatly delivered with a mass volume of questions. And then we have uh, a bit of a preview for the Super Bowl along with, I'll be going through the prop bets and we will go through and give our predictions on those before we give our final prediction for the Super Bowl winners. Uh, Before we get into anything, as always, I need to remind you to like, rate, review, subscribe, all of that good shit on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, Or wherever you get your podcast from, it helps me out immensely. It will probably entice me to do 100 more of these if you were to go and do any of those. So please do one of those. And so without further ado, we now get into the mail sack. Our first question on the mail sack this week comes from Polly Marino. She sent in a couple, but we're scrolling through Snapchat first. So her question from Snapchat, do you see how hard it is to decorate a house? Uh, Polly, I really don't, didn't really have much trouble decorating this house. Um, Had to order a few things from Amazon, ordered um, a rug for my room, a couple frames, things like that. But everything else was fairly easy to move, fairly easy to set up. Trent, Jack, how hard was it to decorate your all's homes that you all live in? I wasn't bad. I got a girlfriend living there, obviously, so Bailey took care of probably 95% of it. I did most of the grunt work, like moving stuff and whatnot, but I do have a little man cave in the back. Got to kind of keep that my own, so it's a good time. Jack, in your new place, how hard was that to move in? Uh, the moving in wasn't hard. Uh, I liked picking out the stuff. I had to pick out, like, my own bachelor pad stuff, uh... I guess the thing that I didn't really realize, which I probably should have, uh, was how freaking expensive it is. Like, it's very expensive. So, that that's the one downfall. New couch jack. New couch jack. New couch jack. Uh, speaking of Trent's girlfriend, she did also send in a few questions. We start that off with, should Trent keep 
the thin beard and thick mustache, yes or no? Uh, absolutely. I don't see any real issue I'm with think that. I that noticeable, is it? Uh, no. Yeah. The mustache really is. I would go full just mustache or no whole, beard. I had the whole uh, long beard, long hair thing going on. I think you just look homeless. I got a home, brother. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't mind the the beard or stash. Like I just think like you should cut the hair. No, yeah. it's never bothered me. It hasn't bothered me yet. <clears throat> if it bothers me, I'll cut it off. Once people start giving you money on the street, <laughs> that'd be cool. <laughs> uh, her next question is thoughts on Joe Burrow's girlfriend. I think she's dope. That's her comment after the <clears throat> question. I had actually no idea he had a girlfriend. What's her name? Um, her name is Olivia Halsmacher. H O L Z M A C H E R for a while. Yes, the first picture they post that she posted of them together was in 2017 while he was still at Ohio State. So either that's a not a gold digger. Nobody with any foresight of going to check like people's Instagrams or anything like that, um, because I had absolutely no idea that he had a girlfriend. But she seems like she's been down with him before the big success and is not hopping on the train right now. So that's good to hear. Um, Moving on to Bailey's last question from Snapchat. We have Bruce or Cleo. I think mine's pretty easy. I imagine Jack's pretty easy. Uh, Trent, you're the... It's kind of hard for you to pick a favorite. Yeah, you can't do it. Uh, he knows who the favorite is, though. I, You'd be surprised. I picked You'd Bruce. You'd be surprised. Yeah, Bruce all day long. Cleo's a weenie. <laughs> Bruce just thick boy. <laughs> Bruce is a real <laughs> thick <laughs> son of a gun. <laughs> <laughs> he, has, he has the largest yeah, head. It's no like a, a small no body. No one what we're talking about, so there's no clue. He's made an appearance on Instagram, has he not? Yeah, but the people have to, the listeners have to also follow Bailey. Oh, okay. I don't know what the over. I'm certainly that not is. giving that plug. Do, <laughs> do not give that plug. Uh, don't use her name. So Bruce, Bruce is the two to one favorite or two to zero favorite because Trent abstains. Our next question uh, comes from Kennedy Poston, who asks: Bengals money line. Also, how cute is Joe Burrow on a scale of one to ten? I will go ahead and start this. Um, no Bengals money line, and then Joe Burrow's probably like a nine, like cuteness. He's a he's got some boyish good looks to him, still to this day. Um, if you all want to chime in on that, you're more than welcome yeah, to. Yeah, Bengals money line all day. Yeah, put the bills on or the yeah the bills of your living expenses on that bet. That's coming back to you at least what threefold probably. <laughs> And Burrow, I don't think you get much better than that guy. Them sunglasses are making waves. Yeah, I'm definitely going Bengals money line, but, you know, Joe's a stud. What can we say? Uh, Moving from one cute quarterback to probably another one, uh, Allie Stevens asks, Fuck, Mary kill, Jimmy Garoppolo, Joe Burrow, and TJ Watt. I am more than likely going to... Marry Joe Burrow. He seems to have the most job security. I don't have to totally upend my life and move to Pittsburgh and or wherever Jimmy Garoppolo is going to move to. Um, and then I would probably... I guess fuck Joe. <laughs> fuck Jimmy Garoppolo. Hopefully he goes to a cool city where he like... I don't know. Maybe... I don't, yeah, I don't really know where he could go. That would be a cool city, but... 
hopefully he goes there and he flies me out and I just go to game days and then TJ Watt I am killing him yeah (laughs) whatever those are my answers if you all want to chime in y'all go to we'll let Carson handle that one it's 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 fuck Mary kill uh Jimmy G Joe Burrow TJ Watt in that order okay uh Allie follows that uh Question up with Dream Super Bowl Halftime Show. I thought about this one a little bit. Um, probably the Beatles. Oh, my God. The Beatles are trash. Um, <laughs> <I hate> the, <laughs> the Beatles are so bad. Creed, but they were already yeah. It was unbelievable. That was the best halftime show of all time. Prince was also a good one. That was Michael Jackson, too. They've all done it. Yeah, you know who hasn't? The Beatles. Yes, and they suck. Beatles don't sell tickets. Uh, I would say like I like Eric Church personally I like oh, to see him play such a the chief the chief right, such a Republican answer <laughs> what <laughs> alright oh, what we're gonna try and stick sports as best as we can on this podcast we're gonna move on to a question from a good friend of all three of ours Adam Blanford he asked um, if you had the opportunity to pick one Winter Olympic event to be the best at, which would you choose? He follows that up with saying, and if you say snowboarding half pipe, you're basic. So I'm going to take probably the next best, easiest answer and say, like, downhill skiing or whatever skiing. Is that the one where they throw their arms up in the air before they do the flip? Uh, I don't know. I just want to be able to ski really well. I want to do the one where they throw their arms up. That might be alpine skiing. <laughs> I'm not allowed to ski ACLs. Uh, I would go with uh, the speed skating, like Apollo Ono. Like that guy was the man back in the day. So, but like, like what? What happened was, to your ACLs? <laughs> Good one. But besides, like being in the Olympics, I get like you have that for however many years, and then what? Like, there's no transferable skills of like, oh, I like I skate really fast. Yeah. Like, you're not going to be like, oh, I'm going to go to the ice rink every day. You can go on trips if you, like, are good at snowing and ski board. I totally uh, get it, yeah. yeah. I agree. I guess you get, like, a, a day job. <laughs> yeah. So I would go with uh, some type of advanced skier. Um, <laughs> what about the cross-country skiing? Have you seen that? Where they have to, like, walk on with the skate. Yeah, <laughs> no, I'm not doing that. The only two times I've been to, like, a perfect north or whatever – the hardest part was moving with the equipment on my feet, not, like, actually doing the skiing or the snowboarding. Uh, our next question comes from Jake Welker. It's our first, like, real football-type sports question. Thank you, Jake. Um, he asks, is this going to be a game that decides the trends of utilizing cap space for single-season additions to win it all? On one hand, you have the Rams, who are going all-in this year to win it, and not building the future versus the Bengals, who are notoriously cheap, and they try to build through draft acquisitions. They also have some big pickups, too, with some defensive tackles, Hendrickson and Eli Apple. I can go ahead, since you all don't have anything right off the bat. Um, I think you will probably see more teams adopt the trade... Wrap the the Ram strategy, the big trades that they did for Odell and they did for um, Von Miller this season going forward, rather than the like build through the draft. The build through the draft has been happening or has been going on 
Teams have been trying to do that for a very long time. I think the Rams, how they have sort of devalued draft picks recently, not a lot of teams have done that. Um, and we've seen with success, um, it it's worked. Um, they bring in Odell. He's been great. They bring in Von Miller. He's been a great complimentary piece to Aaron Donald along that defensive line. Um, the Rams ultimately, I think, are going to try and re-sign Odell as well. So not totally blowing up their future because they still do have a ton of pieces that they can bring back and stuff. But I do think it's more going to shift um, to teams trying to make that big splash in the trade market rather than just um, draft a free agency. Do you all have any opinions on that? Yeah, uh, thanks for the question, Jake Preston Welker. And fun fact for you, his name is actually Jake, not Jacob. One of the very few. So uh, thanks for the question. I I think I would agree with Carson in the like saying you could do either one. But I think that I would go with the Rams strategy. I know that the Bengals are like I'm a Bengals fan. They've done well this year. Uh, they've built through the draft, but how dumb their front office has been for a long time. Like I don't know if they even plan this out. Uh, but I think that the Rams, like, they have just a, a group of good, good players that uh, is, has been crafted very well. So I would probably go with that strategy. Yeah, I mean, obviously there's going to be teams every year that have to use a draft to build a team. Like the Bengals, the cheap, probably the cheapest team in the NFL. <clears throat> like, so if you can get a Super Bowl appearance or a – division championship out of that strategy once every decade, I think you're kind of setting yourself up for a steady fan base, keeping the fans happy. Um, there's some teams that aren't always going to have the money to <clears throat> draft players, so you're kind of pigeonholing that thing, that style of team building for a while, I guess. All right, moving on from that, uh, we have a question uh, first time question asker Dylan McFarlane. He says, "Fellas, I just have to ask, who do we have tearing down the Super Bowl, and what are the reasons behind your answer?" He also asks, "If you could personally be an animal, what one would you be, and why?" I would be an elephant, right <sighs> off the bat. Why? Because uh, you're wise. They're big. They don't forget anything. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have issues with that now? I don't think anybody... I do not, but I don't think anybody dislikes elephants. So, so I, I'm, I'm questioning... I'm, like, I have a question about that theory. Like, how do we know that they don't forget anything or the, the, like these like super they knowledge brudges? They ask them. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> they just know everything. You tell them one thing, they never forget. Uh, so I would be an elephant. Steel trap. Yeah. Um, do you all have any answers off the bat on that? Uh, I'm going with the Bengals first and foremost. They're going to win. Um, I'd probably be, uh, I don't know, a dog, a, a dog maybe. They live some good lives. Depends. Yeah, it does depend. <laughs> <laughs> it does depend. Probably a lion, king of the jungle. Yeah. A suburban family's dog. Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah, pretty yeah, that's, sweet. That's yeah. what I was going for, yeah. But. Uh, <clears throat> probably would say like a bear. Uh, you don't get a whole lot of love, though. Mainly you're scaring folks. Um, or some sort of, like, falcon that's flying way up there in the sky. I think that'd be kind of cool. So go, like, someone who could fly, like, well over 100 miles an hour. I'm not a big fan of birds. Zoom in. Bird, I have no issue with birds. 
Uh, we continue on. Uh, we are now in the Instagram portion of the question, so there will be some repeat askers. Um, the first question comes from Pod Marino, who asks, score prediction for the Super Bowl. I'm going to – I read this, but I'm going to ask us that we save this for the Super Bowl preview and predictions that we do a little later on. Polly, I appreciate the question. She also follows that up with, Super Bowl is in five days. Um, I am ticklish right now. Will I get in? Um, to add some context to this question, Polly, um, before the conference championship week, she reached out to an ex-fling that played for the Los Angeles Rams and asked potentially uh, for Super Bowl tickets. I told her there was not a chance in hell he was going to give her any. Um, he has not. He had pro- he proved me right. Um, Did he I- respond? He did respond, but it was more of the vein of, well, like, let's wait till we win this game and then we'll see. Um, so they win, but. Lying. He, listen, how do you just straight up tell a person no like that? Crush their dreams to go to a Super Bowl. Uh, and then a follow up to that plan Polly was Snapchatting me last night and saying that she was dressed very nicely, uh, looked very nice, but was. Planning to go to the bar that the, not the bar, the hotel bar um, of the Rams Hotel and mm-hmm. try and scheme her way into that. Smart. I like that. Um, I, like I have no clue if that worked. I don't think it did because I was not updated on that. Like, I would have felt like if she did get one, she would have told me. So, so it's Wednesday now. The game's on Sunday. Do you think she has any chance of getting yeah. in? Oh, yeah. Okay, so, oh, yeah. Keep that strategy going, Polly. I think you'll get in there. I want to be an optimist. Probably not, Polly, but uh, that's okay. Um, Jared Goof's former team is in the the championship. Uh, Moving on from those questions, we have uh, Bailey, Trent's girlfriend, again asking. um, This is a directed at only Jack, it says. uh, What is my favorite color? I don't care. <laughs> I feel like she's told you in the past, and this is why you're getting asked. Yeah. I don't know. You were not an elephant. What are, do you know it? Yeah. You would hope so. <laughs> he dates this woman. He sleeps with this woman. All right. As in they literally live together, not as in like... They them. sleep in the same bed. <laughs> uh, There's no premarital anything going on. Trent says he knows it, and I'm going to believe him and say he does. Uh, our next question actually comes from Trent Revelette. Uh He says, thoughts on committing tax fraud? <laughs> I, don't, I mean, I don't really Did have a big... this man just ask a question on a podcast that he's about to be yeah. on? <laughs> I really don't have an issue with it. Like, I don't know if I'd ever do it, but... I've been I, thinking about it. Do it. What are the... Like, th- they're not going to come after you for a couple years, probably. This is what I've heard, and I get a return this year, so I'm not going to do it, obviously, because I'm trying to get that money, but if I owe taxes next time... Not a chance I'm going to send anything in. Understandable. I have no They got to know where to find me. I think they got a pretty good idea. Do you think anybody, do you think the freaking, I don't know who, the government, just the overthink is going to be like, oh, Trent was on Carson Sack, episode 100. Let's see if they talked about these tax fraud. Maybe. (laughs) They got to know where to find you. How are they going to find me? I'm not the only guy that's not filing with taxes. No, but you might be the only Trent Revelette. 
I am the only Trent David Revelette. So that could be an issue. But how's my name going to lie, though? I don't know. I don't know. It's a victimless crime. I hear you. Uh. I hear you. <laughs> Who's the victim of it? The government. <laughs> the government? <laughs> Who gives Jackson a shit? Government. <laughs> do you want it to commit tax fraud? or? <laughs> no, no. I, I have no plans of committing tax fraud. John Muldoon will not commit tax fraud. <laughs> um, yeah, so tax fraud. I hope you're hearing this government. Cool. With it. <laughs> uh, our next set of questions, four of them, comes from uh, Mike Bennett, good friend of the program. Cousin. He, cousin of one of the guests. Uh, he asks, can you give us some fun prop bets for the Super Bowl? Mike, I can, but that is going to be on a later segment of this podcast. So I appreciate you asking it, but we will get to that in a second. Um, a question that I'm sure is going to pit two, our two guests against each other. He asks, in their primes, who wins a 40-yard dash? Trent or <laughs> Trent or Jake? I got Trent. Yeah, <laughs> the time speak for itself. We already have the times. We know what the prime speed was for both of us. And mine was faster. I don't know your all's freshman 40s. I assume that's a what sophomore we're... sophomore year in a 4-6-1. Okay. Was your ACL torn by then? Your first one torn by then? No, it was torn uh, senior year. You had two of them, though. I ran a 4... What was it? It was like a 4-6. I swear... I would have dusted you. Oh, my God. I'm not taking the slander. I think straight line, just no pads or anything like that, I would probably say Jack. I think we throw the pads on and we compare football speed. Jack doesn't have any, like, lower body strength. (laughs) He has no torque to drive pads down. (laughs) (laughs) I think we throw the pads on. No pads on. uh, No pads on. I'll give it to Jack. And then football speed, I'll give it to Trent. On the cross speed. The cross speed, Jack. You've never run with a stick in your hand like that, you know? Have you? I don't know. Stick to dinosaurs, Mike. <laughs> He'll get that. <laughs> I hope he does, because I do not. <laughs> you were in the car. <laughs> you stick to dinosaurs. Stick to dinosaurs, asshole. <laughs> what, what is that about? <laughs> My teacher uh, is saying they're in the UK. The dinosaur guy. No, it wasn't. Yeah, it was. No, it wasn't. It was the a archaeology bar- professor. Yes, yeah, so it was. Yeah, it was about the archaeology professor talking about why like there's homelessness in Lexington yes. and then <laughs> stick to dinosaurs, asshole. I'm not sure. Um, his next question, uh, specifically for Jake, uh, how many baddies has Jake pulled off hinge? <laughs> <laughs> it's a good question. So uh, I got I got looped in by some work friends to to download hinge and. Uh, I hated it. Uh, I deleted it within a within a couple of weeks. So so what's the number? so so the count it, like of people matching or like people I've gone on dates with because dates is zero. Matched with if you had to just put a number on it. No baddies. Eight. Eight. Okay. Eight baddies or just eight in total. Eight baddies. <laughs> That's all he matches with. <laughs> uh, as a casual user of like the big three dating apps. <laughs> Tinder, Bumble, and Hinge. Hinge, I would say, like, has the most single mothers on it. And they are extremely... They're extremely upfront about it, and I appreciate them being honest like that. About what? Being, being a single, single mother? Being a mother. 
Tinder, I feel like everybody is a fake profile on that these days. Like, I can't trust it at all. Hardly ever get on it. Bumble, I think, is the most quality of well, good-looking women. Uh, That's Hinge. I do not have a voice thing on my... Of those are yeah, hilarious. they're terrible, though. I Mike, would never put a Mike, voice if you're listening to this, I'd like to uh, know how many that you've... No Maddie for yeah. Maddie. <laughs> I'd like to see some uh, pictures and some pickup lines from you. That would be great. Thanks. And then Mike's last question. Is it okay if Louisville citizens hop on the Bengals bandwagon asking for a friend? I yeah. don't give a shit. Yeah? Yeah. 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 You're better off doing that than the Titans. Well, all the all the Louisville fans, like Louisville people, are Ravens fans. So can they root for an Indivision foe? No. no. If you're a Lamar Jackson fan, you you you're not even going to be a football fan in the next couple of years. He's going to be jobless. <laughs> That's a stretch. He's going to be jobless. <laughs> uh, moving on from that, Eli. Go ahead. No, what are you going to say? I was going to say he's going to be like the Olympians after they're done with competing. Just go get a day job. <laughs> get a nine to five. Yeah. Sell insurance, Lamar. Uh, go work at Banner Tool. <laughs> we are not would hiring. I was going to say, no. would you hire? Yeah, we are full. He could probably give you all so much like local business, though, oh, yeah. if there were any. Couldn't handle it. Your numbers it, do. Disappearance and shit. Your numbers would Just show up roof. to events. We don't need that. I understand that, yeah. but what? it's a possibility. We are at max, max. payload right now. Uh, moving on, Eli Mitchell uh, has a question of, who's on your betting card this week for the Waste Management Phoenix Open? Uh, another underrated uh, event, sporting event of the weekend, but uh, as golf fans, an event that should, I would assume, is probably on a lot of people's bucket list to attend with uh, it's the 16th hole there, um, with the par 3 and the amphitheater seating and everything like that, people showing up at like 3 and 4 a.m. to get seats by 6. Um, so some bets that I have um, in a round one matchup, I have Keith Mitchell over Luke List, uh, money line right there. That's only round one. Keith Mitchell is sitting at plus 115. I think you have some value there. Um, I also have Adam Scott in round one over Harold Varner. Harold Varner coming all the way over from the Saudi Arabia tournament, probably a little jet lag, um, probably had a couple too many drinks after his victory. Um, I know you can't drink over there, but probably when he was on the plane in the sky, uh, probably got a little overserved and could be feeling that a little bit um, this week. So those are some first round matchups for you. Um, for the total matchups for the week, um, I have Tony Finau over uh, Brooks Kepka. Brooks hasn't really been in form as of late. Um, I will say, I'll ask you, uh, his hair dye yeah. going to blonde, do either of you all like that? No. I don't have any issues. I think it looks pretty cool, honestly. I still don't He's like Brooks. Just but a cool guy. I like Brooks. Does he still have the mustache with the blonde hair? No. He hasn't had a mustache in a very long time. Uh, okay. But the blonde hair. Uh, but... Vino over Kepka, um, and then continuing on that, I have Victor Hovland for the tournament over Patrick Cantley. Uh, Cantley's played pretty well, but Hovland has looked. He's won uh, within the last two weeks. Cantley's been near the top, but I think Hovland's playing a little bit better than Cantley overall. And then another full tournament matchup: Scotty Scheffler over Xander Schauffele. Uh Scheffler finished seventh here last year. 
Uh, Xander plays well here, but I think Scheffler is in a little bit better form uh, right now, so I'm going to go with Scotty over Xander for the entire tournament. And if you told me I had to pick a winner for the entire tournament, um, I would probably go with... Um, I feel pretty good about... I feel good about Victor, and I feel good about Louis Oosthuizen. He's got to win on American soil at some point. Um, going back to his like last, I think, last season, the last event he played in, he was on one of the hottest streaks of any golfer. Couldn't get it done, unfortunately, as we saw um, at the Open and a few other uh, big tournaments last year. But he's got to win on American soil at some point, so... Those are my two picks for outright winners, along with those matchup picks. Um, our next question comes from Dan Hans, who asks uh, Joey Burr or Ram Stack defense. He also follows it up with wings or burgers for tailgating. Uh, I'd like to address the wings or burgers first. What do you all think? I'm I'm wings personally. Yeah, I think wings, uh, bootleg barbecues, wings specifically. Uh, I don't know if you ever had them, but they're about. Two inches tall, maybe about an inch around. Can't beat them. Got to order them about six hours ahead of time because they're smoked. I hear you. So those wings. Those sounds any delish. other time, burgers. Those sound delish. Jack? Wings. For sure, yeah. And then we will answer your first half of that question uh, a little bit later with some more background and preview of that. Um, our next question comes from Cindy Lococo, who asks, what is Polly's deal with the Rams quarterback? It's got to be addressed. What has been a season-long thread storyline on Carson Sack? Um, I will get into it here. Polly Marino was a, I believe, a fan of Jared Goff. The way she talks about him now, she at least acts like she was a fan of Jared Goff. Jared Goff was traded from the Rams after last season's disappointing loss uh, in the playoffs last year to the Packers, was traded for Matthew Stafford. Ever since then, Polly has been a just a hater of all things Los Angeles Rams, whether that is the new quarterback of Matthew Stafford, whether that is of Sean McVay, just the entire organization she has just disavowed. She has absolutely hated it. I have taken up the noble task of defending the Rams and, and more importantly, Matthew Stafford um, all year in our arguments. And he so far this year has proven me right um, that he was the better quarterback with statistic wise, with getting them to the Super Bowl wise than what Jared Goff was. Now, if the Rams were to lose this game, um, he got them as far as Goff did, and there's really no way of telling if he was the right decision to move on. I still think it personally was the right decision, but um, that is the short-form answer of why Polly has issues with uh, Matthew Stafford and is the big supporter of Jared Goof. Uh, moving on, we have another question from Mary Andrews who asks, Congrats on 100. If you could create your own sports team, what would the team colors be? Do you all have any thoughts on that? That's a good question. I always used to make Madden teams. I would make them baby blue and red. I always thought that looked kind of cool. Like so the like Oilers. That or Ole Miss combo yeah, and everything. I was fond of that. Uh, I like the baby blue, but navy. Like 
I like I like UNC's like, like colors a lot, you know. UNC. North, oh, North Carolina. So you want to do the navy blue and the light blue? Yeah. Navy and light blue. Yeah. What is hard to understand about that? I don't... It's a trash I'm just trying to think about it. Bro, you just said red and baby blue. That's hideous. That's Ole Miss's color. They have some of the best... Yeah, they have some of the best jerseys. I don't dislike... If you're you're saying you want to do North Carolinas, I have no issue with that. They have good jerseys, too. Um, I would probably do something pretty... Like, I'd want to get some people's attention. So I'd probably do a yellow of some sort. Um... And then, let's go with, like, let's go with a purple. So, like, an LSU type thing. I like that. Lakers, Lakers, LSU, I like how those look. I think they Mm -hmm. pop. Yeah, I like this. I mean, the Lakers are probably some of, like, the most recognizable colors slash jerseys, like, ever. I like LSU's jerseys, too. LSU's LSU's white, like, helmet deal they did. Couple years ago. Alright, I hear you. Uh, <laughs> moving on, our last two questions come from Taylor Singleton, who asks, uh, "Give us an update on your new place." Taylor, I appreciate you asking. I am basically fully moved in. We've got some decorative pieces that are still on their way, but uh, besides that, um, fully moved in, enjoying it. Um, I live right behind the gers- the uh, graders in St. Matthews. If you ever want to swing by, anybody wants to swing by, <laughs> just knock on the side or the back door. Uh, and if I'm home, I'll let you in. So you're welcome to do that. Um, and then the last question from Taylor is, you sports bet, I assume. If so, what were your top three hits of the NFL season or just best parlay? Um, I do sports bet most of the time with the NFL. Um, I try and do player props and things like that, so not really um, parlays and things. The biggest bets that I've had that hit this year, um, I hit uh, seven Travis Kelsey over receiving yards um, that I bet this year out of ten. So I was seven and three on that, and then my biggest win that I had this year was in the Ryder Cup Sunday singles with Scotty Scheffler over John Rahm. That was free money that they were just handing out that day. And luckily I was able to cash in with that and uh, win $275. I don't, you, Trent, you actually are a better as well. Occasionally you go over to Indiana on the sports book. You like to throw together your wild and crazy parlays as well. Yeah, like a dollar parlay with like Plus twelve thousand odds or something. And has like any that. of those ever no, hit so far? I'm still waiting. Still got a car payment, so I, those have not hit yet. I did cash in quite a few of the Tom Brady over uh, two touchdowns, though. That was an easy one, and then uh, Jamar Chase over on his receiving yards. Those two those paid for dinner quite a few times. Profitable. Yeah. Um, Jack, you don't get gamble, do you? Uh, no, I do not. Okay. Nerd. Nerd. The last question on this week's mail sack comes from Evan Heichelback who asks, if you could caddy for any player on tour right now, Tiger doesn't count, who would it be? So in an instance like this, you obviously, I think, if you're going to go for the long term um, and try and make a career out of this and hopefully be with the same guy for the entire time, 
I think you need to look at some of the young guys, obviously on tour, like a Colin Morikawa, who already has those two majors, a Victor Hovland type, um, a Justin Thomas, who he's late 20s, but clearly is going to be in contention almost every week he plays. Um, You also might just want to look for guys that are going to be consistently there and have a ton of longevity. Um, I can't speak for somebody right now, but say like a Charles Howell III, who he's making a 600 start this week in Phoenix um, with a shit ton of career earnings. And if you're on the bag for 600 of those and he's got X amount of top 25s, you're raking in a ton, a ton of cash. Um I think maybe you could even try and get on a young guy's bag like an Austin Eckert out of Oklahoma State, or you can go the college route and get Cole Hammer out of Texas who has had a great college career and at the next level could be a massive success. So those would be some guys I would keep my eyes on. That is going to do it for the Mail Sack on episode 100's. Uh, edition. Thank you so much for sending all those questions in. As I said before we got this started, um, I pretty much begged you all to send in a big amount of questions and you all did that. So thank you very much. We are now going to shift focus to our predictions and previews of Super Bowl 56. We now shift our focus to the reason we're here, the big game, the game that is big uh, for this week, the Super Bowl. Uh, before we get into our like actual preview and analysis and breakdown and things like that, uh, to answer a question that we had from the mail sack from Mike Bennett, uh, he wants us to talk about some props. I have some game props that we're going to do, and then I have um, some weird Super Bowl props. Would y'all like to start with the game props or the weird props? Uh, the weird ones. Okay. So, uh, the first one that comes up. What song will be performed first during the halftime show? You have California Love, that is plus 250. The next episode, that is plus 300. Family Affair, plus 450. Nothing But a G Thang, plus 600. Lose Yourself, plus 650. Drop It Like It's Hot at plus 700. And then all at 900, plus 900, you have All the Stars, Still Dre, and Humble. I My answer is the next episode. I think that little key, the keys at the start of that to start the halftime show, like it's dark and then they start playing that, and then you turn that on, I think that would be an extremely cool looking, like sounding visual and thing like that. I think Still Dre... Or forget about Dre, was that an option? Uh, still Dre is an option, but it is plus 900. So you've got a, quite a big thing on that. Do you have any opinion? Uh, I think that California Love like will be played, but maybe like as an ending, you know? This is what I was thinking. So I, I would say out. my guess, personally, would be nothing but a G thing. I think that that would be first. I think that's what the fans want to see. Are you all excited about the halftime show this year? Yeah. Your boy's in it. Slim Shady? Yeah. Yeah. We, we go way back. It's not, it's not Creed. Yeah. It's not Creed. <laughs> uh, the next question, prop bet. Who will be shown first during the game? At plus 200, you have Leonardo DiCaprio. Plus 225, you have Matt Damon. At plus 250, you have Ben Affleck. 
plus 350, Jennifer Lopez. And then Kim Kardashian is sitting at plus 500. I think out of those options, I would probably say Matt Damon. I know Ben and J-Lo. They're going to be sitting together. And so that's a double whammy. So how do they score that? Um, I don't know how that goes. I would assume whoever <laughs> is in focus in frame first. Right to left? Yeah. Left to right? This is like such an ambiguous question because like they could show... I don't even know if these so people are going to be at the game exactly. is the thing. I'm going to go LeBron James. Oh my. That's we got to make sure they don't have there. a game Sunday. If they have I don't a game, care. I'm doing it. Yeah, he probably wouldn't quit the game to go to the Super Bowl. He probably would. Baby. I'm going to go with Matt Damon. I think he's probably the only, like, football fan out of these. Got to throw a fact check. A uh, fact check. Um, go ahead. Andrew Crawford <laughs> is coming in <laughs> from the crowd. Uh, the Lakers do not play on Sunday. Oh, he's there. He's in the Bay on Saturday, so he's right there. So, yes, we're going there. LeBron. Thank you, Crow. I'm hammer, glad you have hammer, my back. Hammer LeBron. He's not even on there, but I'm taking him. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I was, no, there, no, there was a line underneath here. I wanted to see if there was anything. Uh, moving on to the next prop, we have what color will Snoop Dogg's <laughs> shoes be to begin the halftime show? You have at plus 275, blue. Plus 300, yellow or gold. That's it. Yellow or gold. It's blue. He's a crit. Um, He's going to see walk out on the stage. Um. So I'm looking at... What happens if they're both blue and yellow? Again... These are not my... I didn't make push. these odds. I have no <laughs> it's, it's a push. It sounds like Trin and I are pushing right now. Um, White is sitting there at plus 500. Maybe he shows up in just like a fresh new pair of... Air Force One. Yeah, or something like that. So I'll go with White at plus 500. The next one, what NFT will be shown first during any commercial? Before we get into that, are you all into fungible token to not to excuse me? Are you all into fungible tokens like I prefer fungible pennies, dimes, quarters? Yeah, um, Jack, you're off a quad. Are you into fungible tokens? Uh, No, you don't, no, I'm not okay. Well, you're not into fungible tokens, that's like pennies, dimes, quarters. I'm not into those either. I don't like change. Okay, Jack doesn't like money. You heard it here first. Jack fears change. Maybe that's a few things we are harping on. All right, um, I'm not into nice Freudian slip. I'm not into uh NFTs at all, so I don't know what the fuck any of these are, but the top one with the only. Um, is it an ape? No, that's the second. So, known now, N O U N S. Is that nouns? Knowns? Nouns. Nouns? I don't know what that is. Bro, Miss Cheeks class is not doing any well here. This guy can't even read. I understand that, like, that is nouns, but it just with it being an NFT company, I didn't know if it was pronounced weird, weirdly or something like that. So nouns is minus 150. Uh, the Bored Ape Yacht Club is plus 150. The Mutant Ape Yacht Club is plus 400. World of Women is plus 500. That's a real shame. You would hope they would be a little bit higher. Um, and then Doodles is plus 2,500. I have no clue what the fuck any of these mean. The only NFTs I know are the apes, so I'm going to go with the Mutant Ape Yacht Club for plus 400. I don't think they should. I think the U.S. Treasury should run an ad 
for fungible tokens <laughs> in the time slot. Okay. Jack, do you have I honestly any? don't know like if I've seen any of these. Yeah. You've definitely seen the apes no, on Twitter or something. You've 100% seen the apes on Twitter. What happens? They're just pictures of apes in different clothing and styles buy them and for shit. Like $100,000. Yeah. No, I've never seen that. Well, they're not impressive. I, I've, I've seen the, the robots one, like the the heads. You know what I'm talking about? I do not. Nestor has one. Shout out Nestor to Dairy. How, do you know how much you paid for to it? To Dairy. Uh, probably a million dollars. That man's rich. <laughs> like shit like this. Obstruct. Yeah, yeah I, I've seen those. Yeah. yeah, you don't want one of those? Do I want one? No. Yeah. Why would I spend money on that? Mm. All right. <laughs> Moving on. I don't give a shit about the NFTs. They don't either. I don't. This could be me. Ignorance. I don't think you should either. But in 10 years when we're all paying with NFTs, put that one on me. Uh, the next question. The next prop is what is going to be the first Anheuser-Busch brand commercial to run? At plus 170, you have Budweiser. At plus 200, you have Bud Light next. Um, at plus 400, Michelob Ultra. 450, plus 450, you have Cut Water Spirits. And then Bud Light Seltzer Hard Soda is plus 600. That Bud Light Hard Seltzer, the soda hard, whatever, excuse me. The Bud Light Seltzer Hard Soda is fantastic. The Coke Water one? The Coke flavor, I had um, all four last week. The Coke was good. The orange cream soda was the best. The Sprite one tasted like just a regular old seltzer. The cherry cola one, like you can probably keep. Like I don't really give a shit. Um, but the three, Would those you know three. know that they were like had alcohol in them? You can like tell that it's a seltzer type thing, but it tastes more like the... The overwhelming flavor is of, like, the soda, but you can obviously still taste the seltzer, is but they the, are very good. You said the orange soda one's good? The, yeah, that was is my favorite. in color? Um, I do not recall. I didn't pour... I think it is, but I don't think I poured it out or anything like that, but it was extremely good. So it looks like soda. I'd like to Yes. They were fantastic. Um, I'm going to go with uh, Bud Light next. Mm-hmm. Um, Bud Light is the partner with the NFL. Yeah. Um, that's the next big thing that Bud Light is on. Zero carb. Yeah, they're unveiling, so I imagine they will be up there as well. Um, do you got any? Uh, I'm going to go Budweiser, and I don't know if they still do the Clydesdale commercials, but those were some of my... They do them every year. Those were some of my favorite commercials. right before the halftime show. I think that's usually, like, historically when it's been. Well, maybe I need to change my guess then. Uh, the next question. Will Joe Burrow be seen... Excuse me. Be shown smoking a cigar. Um, no is minus seven hundred. Yes is plus four hundred. I will say the only way they show him smoking a cigar is if they win the game. And they're going to. So yes, hammer. I don't know if the Super Bowl is gonna like promote like smoking Smoking. on such a big stage like that stuff but if they win the game yes um so really that i yeah i guess that comes down to do you think the Bengals are gonna win if so you get i think they're gonna win and i think that joe's so cool that he'll have a cigar guy on the sideline that'll feed him one i will say no at minus 700 but i would not bet that because that's terrible value uh the time to sing the national anthem uh, over a minute and 35 seconds or under a minute and 35 What's the seconds. girl singing it? I watched a TikTok about it. I saw that too. Where she like 
rushes through them. Yeah, apparently. Um, that's all. That's all. But like food, that's all Fugazi. She's gonna go long. Mickey out. Guyton. They call her Quickie Mickey. Quickie, yeah, because she sings ex- fast, that's right? The thing is, I'm going over. <laughs> a minute and thirty five seconds is like unbelievably fast for that. I think they normally put them at like two thirty. Life's too short. Bet the over. I saw some on that same TikTok. It was eleven years in a row that the and over or under. Which one do you remember? Right. I don't. Under. The under, under had hit for eleven years in a row. So the over is due. I'll take the over at minus one thirty. Jack, I'm taking the over. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the next prop. How many times will home field advantage be mentioned during the live broadcast? Over one and a half times or under one and a half times? Over. I would say over, but it isn't really a home field advantage because like there's absolutely no home field exactly. advantage. Well, like, Chris Collins was calling the game. Huge Bengals fan, former player. So I think he's really going to be leaning into that if the Bengals start not doing hot. I don't think that that'll play a factor, but like I think just like it being at the NFL stadium of like the team that's in it, like they'll say it at least twice. I think if you if the words home field advantage have to be said like by my Al Michaels or Chris Collinsworth. Then I'm gonna go under. But if they can just like allude to it in some ways or things like that, I'd greatly go over. But if they have to actually say the words home field advantage, I'll go the under. I think the point is like it isn't a home field advantage because like there isn't really a fan base for the LA. Well, no, what I can remember is there for the LA fans at the Super Bowl. It's it's all corporate shit. Yeah. Uh, the next prop. What color will the liquid be that is poured on the winning coach? Orange. Orange white. is the betting favorite at plus 240. I took white last year. That's not listed. Oh, uh, that's white or clear. Clear is plus 300. None is plus 450. Why would they not pour any? Uh, they don't pour any on Belichick, I don't think. Or they didn't the last two years. They won the Super Bowl. I am going to bet blue at plus 500 mm-hmm. on that. You? Orange. Orange. Orange water. Okay, and then the last prop we have here. Who will the Super Bowl, Super Bowl MVP refer to first in his speech? Teammates are minus 125. God or religion are plus 225. Family is plus 700. City and fans are plus 750. The coaches are plus 900. And the team mm-hmm. owner is plus 2,000. Um, I'm gonna go with God and religion. I can easily see whoever it is being like, oh, I, I gotta thank I God think that I'm here. Is a God guy. Burrow, I don't think is. Oof. That's that's that's, <laughs> that's tough to hear. <laughs> Burrow, not a God guy. <laughs> not a God guy. Um, I would say God and religion. I'm going with God as well. Shout I out say to my guy. Family. Family. All right, um, that's gonna do it for like the fun ones. Now for the game ones, I'd like to hit these kind of quickly. Um, passing yards: Matthew Stafford over two seventy nine and a half. Over or under? Under. I'm going under as well. Eli, even Apple. though Cooper Cup is like the best player in the NFL, in my opinion, can't right spell now, so. elite without Eli. I am going to go with over. Uh, Joe Burrow over two seventy three and a half. Over. Over. Over as well. Rushing, Cam Akers, 63.5 for the Rams. Over. Over. Under. Joe Mixon, 62.5. Over. Over. Uh, I will say 
Uh, he'll break total yards or rushing. Yards? Rushing. I'll over. I'll say he breaks one big one. You I'll give him the over. Establish the line. Um, Sony Michelle is twenty and a half. I'm gonna say over confidently, in that. Um, I would say over as well. Joe Burrow's sitting at ten and a half. He ran a little bit last week. Do under. they implore that? Under. I think it's. I goes over. I think it's over again. I think there's some plays there that break down. But scrambling. Count for rushing yards. I'll still take the over. He's got. Is it really? Yeah. He'll. T- I still take the over on Burrow's uh, ten and a half. Um. Moving on to receiving, Cooper Cup over a hundred and four and a half. I go over comfortably. Over. Under. Jamar Chase is sitting at seventy eight and a half. Over. over. Oh, way He's over. He's doubling that. I'm gonna go under. T Higgins sixty eight and a half. Over. Push. I'm going over. You can't have a push. <laughs> you can't have a push on a half. Obviously. So I would go. You said it. As quite confident. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, you'd get a half yard receiving. Uh, I would go with T. T, T mm, I'm going to go under. Okay, Odell Beckham Jr., 60 and a half. Over. Over. Way under. Tyler Boyd, 39 and a half. Over. 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 I think he's the key to yeah. success for the Bengals in this game. Uh, Van Jefferson, 30 and a half. That's an over for me. Over. Never heard of him. Joe Mixon, this has been an over bonanza for me in these playoffs. I continue to go over on his receiving yards in this game. How many is it? 24 and a half. Over. Okay. Um, Touchdown scores, if you want to bet on any of these. Um, I don't have a ton. So, oh, these are all like long bet type things. Uh, Oh, Cooper Cup, he's minus 165. Anytime touchdown scored. Yes. Absolutely. Joe Mixon, anytime. He's plus 100. Yes. I don't think he's going to score. Yes, he's going to score. Jamar Chase is plus 110. Anytime. I'm going to say no to that. Yes to Mixon. Cam Akers is plus 115. I say no to that. Yes. Um, Odell Beckham Jr. No. No. He's plus 140. I say no. I'm going to amend my Cam Akers <laughs> to yes because my prediction for the game hinges on the Rams running backs. Uh, T. Higgins, plus 175. Yes. No. He's not going to score. No. Tyler Boyd, plus 230. Yes. yes, he will score. Tyler Higby for the Rams is plus no. 260. If he's playing, I think, yes, he'll sneak one in. They'll be in the red zone. A lot of attention will be on Cup and Odell, and he'll slide by. Um, is Uzama playing? Yes. I'm. Mm-hmm. That's like one of my dark horses. I think that he's going to score. He's plus 430 to score. Um, I'll say no, but I could see the same thing, like I said, with Higby Hatman. Red zone, Uzama slips by, scores. Trent, do you think he scores? No, but I think he'll make a big difference in the game. Okay, and then game props. What do you think the first play of the game is going to be, a rushing attempt or a pass attempt? Pass. Pass is plus 118. I would imagine it would probably be it's a gonna rush. Be a, it's going to be a rush. Rush yeah. is plus 114. Um, team to score a touchdown on their opening drive. Yes, no, yes is plus 114. No is minus 138. And then both yes is plus eleven hundred. Yeah, I'm hitting that both, both yes. yes. Yeah, I mean for those odds, hell yeah, I'll do both yes. Um, 
Either team to score in the last two minutes of the first half, yes or no. Yes is minus 350. No is plus 275. Yes. Yes. Um, I'll say no just because the plus 275, maybe a team gets caught in no man's land or just something like that. Um, Let's see. Will there be a touchdown made in the fourth quarter? This is one of the longer odds. Um, Yes-wise is minus 700. No is plus 450. Yeah. Yeah, I think there will be. Will any quarter be scoreless? Yes is plus 380. No is minus 600. No, I don't think so. Definitely not. Um, Money Money McPherson can hit from 90 yards. Uh, A safety during the game? (laughs) Is plus nine hundred for yes, no for minus fifteen hundred. You throw ten yes. bucks on this, hey, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You you might as well. Be a and then to end our props here, the last play of the game to be a quarterback kneel. Yes is minus one thirty. No is plus one oh six. No. No, and then for you. No, it's gonna be a Evan McPherson field goal attempt. I will go with yes that it will be a kneel down. Now that the props have been taken care of, we can get down to business and discuss the Super Bowl and give you some predictions of the winners and what um, keys of the game and how we think things are going to go. Uh, Full transparency, both my guests for this episode are Cincinnati Bengals fans, so take whatever they say with a bit of a grain of salt. Uh, But I will say... I'll open up the floor. What do either of you two think is going to be the key to this game for either team? I think Boyd for the Bengals is going to have the biggest impact. Does it concern either of you two with the potential strategy coming out that the um, Rams might let Ramsey shadow Chase no matter where he goes? And then no, it I, does I, not. I think that our receivers are so good that like even if they – quote-unquote, take away Jamar Chase. Like, you have Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins, CJ. Like, those are great options. Yeah. How deep is the Rams' secondary? After Jalen Ramsey, it gets a little thin. Eric Weddle, who they brought back out of retirement, is in the safety position. Well, he's been playing pretty decently well since he came back. Um, He's actually got um, the green dot on his helmet, meaning, like, he's going to be the one – on-field player for the defense that's going to communicate with the coaches and stuff. So they must have some faith and trust in him to be able to do that. Um, out, like I said, after Ramsey and Weddle, it does get a little bit thin, which is a bit concerning. Um, but it'll be interesting to see if Ramsey is able to actually slow down Chase as much as I think people are – expected him to because I think Ram- people think of Ramsey as like the league's best corner and he traditionally is but it's hard not to get burnt like a handful of times a game I mean yeah. we saw that in the NFC championship game um when Brady hit Mike Evans on the deep route to pull him within seven that was on Ramsey um Chase will get his obviously but that is obviously the biggest matchup I think to watch um just player wise those two there uh, how do you all, as Bengals fans, feel about the front seven, That's, specifically the front four for the Rams, going up against the Bengals' offensive I, I line? I think that that's the key to the game. If, if the Bengals are to win, it's like controlling that line to a certain extent. Like You aren't going to be able to stop Aaron Donald and 
Von Miller like all game long. But if you can hold them off for for like the the quality plays, like dump downs to Jamar Chase that go long, or you know, good pass plays, like I think that the Bengals definitely have a, a great shot of winning this game. Yeah, you gotta get rid of the ball quick. It's not gonna have much time back there. If they can do that, I think they'll set themselves up for success. I hear you. So on the back of that, I do think we are going to see quicker throws from Joe Burrow, like three-step drops and slants and quick screens and things like that or dunk downs in times when it's going to be sort of obvious that they're going to bring pressure and things like that. Um, It'll be interesting to see if the Bengals players like Chase, like Mixon, like Boyd and Higgins, where in space, if they're asked to make a play, can go and make a play like that, um, get them a crucial first down or keep moving the chains and things like that. Um, I have a question for you as Bengals fans, both of you, would you say this is the most complete team that the Bengals have faced this entire postseason? I'll follow, I'll pose this and give you why I think it is. The Raiders, they were okay in a lot of areas, but nobody was like standout great on any of that. Like Derek Carr, you're not really afraid of him. The defensive line with Crosby was good, but like nothing crazy that couldn't be handled. And the receivers there, Renfro and Waller, like yeah, they're good. Waller won the better, but like as a complete unit, not the best team. You go and you look at the Titans. They have a good defense, obviously, Very good defense. being able to sack Burrow the nine times that they did, but the ineptitude at quarterback is what ultimately cost them, um, and the lack of Derrick Henry. So not really the complete team there. The Chiefs, obviously, offensive-wise, you think of them um, with all the weapons that they have, but defensive-wise, the secondary let them down at the end. Um, here, and, and you don't have as much of a presence of a defensive line that the Rams have. For the Rams, you have an offense that can run the ball well with two backs, with Cam Akers and Sony Michelle. You have Matthew Stafford, a good quarterback. Um, you have a great receiving core with um, Odell and Cooper Cup. And then the defense, you obviously have a good front seven, one really good corner, and then the rest of the secondary is kind of in. So more along the lines of like the Chiefs, how they would rank up, but a more complete defense, which I think elevates the Rams over the Chiefs. So do you think they are the most complete, best team they face this postseason? Yeah, probably. The, the only the thing that keeps the Bengals in the like picture is Evan McPherson. I think he will like trump a lot of that stuff. If, you, if they get inside of the 40... I mean, the Rams also have Matt Gay, and he's been looking. like near the top of the league in field goal make percentage That's this entire true. year too. I just, so if it comes down to a field goal kicking contest, like both of these kickers are very well could. Uh, they have the stones to make the big kicks. And like they've yeah. shown throughout the year that they can do that. So I'm so do you think they're the most complete team? Yes, yeah, I I do. Uh and I think that you laid it out well. Like I think that they are the most complete team that the Bengals have played, but like that doesn't mean that like that's an automatic W for the Rams by any means. Like I think that this this Bengals team has something about them, you know, right now. They like, got that's, heart. That's, they got heart. Joey B is just fucking winning, and it's been great. So it, it'll be it'll be an interesting game, and I'm really excited to watch it. I don't think it necessarily means a 
easy victory or guaranteed victory or anything like that. But those other games that the Bengals did end up winning, you could, like, see the weaknesses and they could attack those weaknesses, like, fairly easily and everything like that. And clearly the big weakness for this is that secondary. It'll be interesting to see how the Rams are potentially able to get enough pressure on Burrow to where they um, can force him to maybe make a few mistakes, which he hasn't really done this postseason. Um, But I don't think you can have a whole nother addition of what happened in the AFC Championship game where they fall behind. I think if it gets to 14-0 or 17-0 or anything like that for the Rams, I think things can get a little bit ugly because then it becomes obvious what the Bengals have to do and there's a more um, conserved effort to get after Joe Burrow. You pin your ears back with Aaron Donald and Von Miller and the rest of those guys. So that's where I think the completeness of the team comes in. Um, Do you have any keys to the game, either one of you? Like, best matchups? Just matchups or something you think that is going to help decide this game? Uh, Yeah, I mean, like how the Bengals' offensive line plays is just one of the biggest parts of this game. Uh, if, If they play just decent, the Bengals have a great shot to win this game. Trent, do you have any? Are you looking some things up? No, I'm going with Jack. I think it's that and then just getting shooter inside a field goal range. Yeah. We are hanging our hats on Evan McPherson. <laughs> yeah. And then, the whole postseason. Yeah. Why stop it now? And then another matchup and like I guess Eli Apple will be covering Cooper Cup. Like that's that's, that's not good for Eli. Yeah, that's a tough matchup. So if, if they're gonna if they're gonna double Cooper but then you leave Odell on the other end. I mean, like, I think I think the Bengals have two of the best safeties in, in the no, league. No, Eli wouldn't be on him. It would be Hilton because yeah. Hilton's in the slot. So, excuse me, Eli would be I, I on think Hilton, I think Hilton's good. Van Jefferson or Odell. Yeah. I would hope he's on Van Jefferson because he's their third and Eli. Yeah, like, I, I just think I, I think how our secondary matches up will be a good, like, an, an interesting thing about the game as well. Um, I think a underrated um, part of this game that isn't talked about a ton right now. And Sean McVay, he tried to do it in the Packers game. Didn't really try and do it an awful lot um, last week because the pass game was really working um, pretty well. But the run game for the 49ers, uh, excuse me, for the Rams. They have two backs there with Cam Akers and Sony Michelle that are extremely capable um, runners. Cam Akers runs extremely hard. So does Sony Michelle. The Bengals so far throughout the playoffs, the first game, the Raiders, Josh Jacobs, they did a good job bottling bottling him up um, in the second half. We saw what they did to Derrick Henry on his return, and then last week there really wasn't any real urgency or thought by the Chiefs to end up running the ball. I think this Rams offense goes to an entirely different level when the defense has to fear the run um, and they can use the play action that uh, McVay's offense and Stafford is extremely good at doing and McVay's offense is built around and focused around. So um, I talked to somebody this weekend um, while I was out and I made this bold claim and the more I thought about it, the more um, 
I like it. I think one of the Rams running backs is going to have two rushing touchdowns this week, whether that's Sony Michelle or Cam Akers, and I think that the run game for the Rams is what is ultimately going to inch them out ahead and propel them and set them up for success in this game. Um, I do think that both of these teams are going to get plenty of passing yards from both the quarterbacks, plenty of receiving yards from uh, the running backs, but I think whichever one of these teams establishes the line of scrimmage is going to be the one that wins. <laughs> that's that's and that, an astute And that is going to be the uh, Los Angeles Rams with the run game. So, <laughs> no, nice, nice. We've talked about this many times. Like, any commentator who just says, establish the line of scrimmage, like, you're not wrong. Like, yeah, you got to do that. So, that is my prediction. I think the Rams win. Um, you two, what do you have going on? Who wins? The Bengals. Bengals by six. Bengals by six. Do you have any score predictions or anything like that? 27-21. Bings. Uh, I will go 35-28. So the over-under is a 48.5. I am going to go... With a score of 30 to 20, with the Rams winning. Um, Some people just want to see the world burn. Uh, apparently, they do. Uh, that is uh, going to do it for Trent and Jack here on episode 100 of Carson Sack Podcast. Uh, gentlemen, thank you once again. Two years in a row we've done this. Um, is there. Oh, that was real cool. That was, a, that was a real cool dap up. Um, is there any parting words either of you two want to say? We'll see you next year. See you next year. Jack, anything on your part? Who day? All right. That'll do it. Commit tax fraud. That is going to do it for episode 100 of Carson Sack Podcast where we talk balls. Again, I want to thank my two guests, Jack Muldoon and Trent Revelette. I appreciate them coming on, and it is a pleasure to be able to do this with you all, the Super Bowl preview episode two years in a row. I feel like I'd be a bit remiss if I didn't thank all the listeners and everybody else for their continued support for these last 100 episodes. Um, You've heard me talk about it before with this podcast, on this podcast, but... When I started this um, sophomore year of college in my apartment, I had no real plan on a week-to-week basis. Um, I was holding my phone up to the speakers to play intro and outro music. Um, It was a shit show. If you go back and listen to any of those first probably 15 episodes. Um, You'll see what I'm talking about. Um, But it has continued to grow. Um, We're up over, I think, like 25,000 listens now total on the podcast, which is incredible. I couldn't have imagined that when I first started this. Um, So thank you. It means a great deal to me to be able to do this and for people to come up um, when I'm out or when they see me and ask me about it. 
um, to encourage me to keep doing it. If there was a break when I needed it and people would come up, if I was out at the bar or someone would be like, hey, when when's this podcast coming out? Or like when friends are back in town um, on holidays and they ask me if I'm still doing it. Um, I appreciate all of that um, and the support I get from people when starting out and still not as much but still um, when I reach out to people and ask for a like or a retweet on Twitter um, and they go and they do that that helps out a ton and it means a ton to me that people would do that so I greatly appreciate everybody um, that has ever gotten one of those messages and has gone and liked and retweeted everything Um, I'd also like to thank my dad he pays the spot, the uh, excuse me, the SoundCloud like premium thing for me to be able to do this podcast, so I could have an RSS feed and upload it to everything. He's paid for that since like I think sophomore year after I recorded the first four, and SoundCloud was telling me like, "Hey, you have reached your upload limit. Like, here's this." Um, he supported me by doing that. He listens to. I don't know if every episode, but damn near almost every episode, um, and encourages me and asks me about it um, if I do have a week off or something like that, asking if I'm going to do a podcast, listens to it, um, and I really appreciate that. So I want to thank him specifically, but again, I want to thank everybody that has ever liked or retweeted or supported this podcast in any way. Um, and again, you've heard me say it in the past, but I do want to thank everybody that has ever listened to a single second of this podcast, um, let alone a single episode out of these 100 that I've been fortunate enough and lucky enough to do. So I thank you all again immensely from the bottom of my heart. Uh, this was episode 100 of Carson Sack Podcast. Um, hopefully there's 100 more in the future. And as we always end here on the sack, we will be seeing. It's the one and only Deagle Double G. Snoop You know what happened with the D-R-E. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know the West Coast is back for all you suckers. Whoa. Yeah, I'm burning it up. DPGC, you should be turning it up. CPT, LBC, yeah, we hooking back up. And when they bang this in the club, baby, you got to get up. Cause homies, thugs, homies, yeah, they giving it up. Low lot, yo lot, boy, we living it up. Taking chances while we dancing in the party for show. Slip my girl up.